Hey, this is Stephen A. Smith from No Mercy. Festivals, football, flannels. Some say fall is their favorite time of year. And this fall, there are now updated COVID-19 booster shots designed to help protect against COVID-19 variants. If you've had your primary series, schedule an updated COVID-19 booster shot appointment as soon as you're eligible. And don't forget to enjoy the foliage sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. Uh, I do think, because you brought up the point about Colt McCoy, uh, but before I go to my next point, I want to remind everyone to download, rate, and subscribe to the 415ers cast coming at you three times a week. We'll, we'll, we will be having our reaction episode on uh, Tuesday morning, Monday night coming out after the Monday night football game, 515 kick Pacific time down in Mexico City. Uh, Niners trying to get their first win streak of the season and hand the Arizona Cardinals their seventh loss of the year. You brought up Colt McCoy and how some might feel that the offense becomes a bit more balanced with him, primarily just because of his limitations. You're you're forced to run the ball more. You're forced to maybe keep the defense a little more on their heels, switch things up, get creative. I do think that, in, in a way, Jimmy Garoppolo does balance this offense. I know you'd love to have a guy that can light it up through the air. But because of what Jimmy G can and can't do, I mean, you're forced to maybe run the ball 40 times against the Chargers team. This next week, you might also be able to throw it 30 times. Um, I just feel like the Niners offense, it's in a good place. But right now, I, I do think that Garoppolo is is probably playing his best football since 2019. He might be even playing better football. Um I, I just I like where the offense is at for the 49ers. It's now just about being able to punch it in. And if they can if they can capitalize on red zone chances, which by the way, the Arizona, the Arizona Cardinals have been putrid in the red zone this season. I believe they are in the bottom five in the league in red zone defense, allowing touchdowns on the majority of opponents' trips, about 68%. So if the 49ers can get right inside the 20, and not even that, inside the 10, inside the 5, like they were multiple times against the Chargers. This game could get out of hand really quick, and I can see the 49ers being able to pile pile up points early against the Cardinals team that has generally come out flat in the majority of their games. So even though it's not a get-right game for the Niners as a team, I can absolutely see this being a get-right game for the 49ers offense, specifically inside the red zone. Yeah, and I think a big number there, a big category to keep an eye on, and this is obvious for every football game, but it's the turnover battle. Red zone, turnover, third down, those seems seem to be the categories that will lead to victory. And this is an area, the turnover battle, that the Cardinals have been really good at so far this year. They haven't forced a ton of turnovers. They have have seven interceptions right there with the 49ers, which is middle of the pack, right in the middle of the NFL, but their turnover differential is positive five, fifth best in the league. So they, uh, you know, Kyler Murray is is prone to an in, or an interception here and there, but five, uh, you know, they they forced five more turnovers than they have committed themselves, fifth best in the league. The Niners, meanwhile, are still in the negative, negative three, tied for twenty fifth best in the league. They've certainly been better at that recently. They had that Talanoa Hufunga interception to seal the game last week. He was really good against the Rams. They forced Matthew Stafford into some bad throws. And again, Jimmy Garoppolo has been 
holding on to the ball better and, and not turning it over. So we've seen that number creep closer and closer to zero as the weeks have gone on. And if this number takes another jump, maybe it gets to negative two or negative one if they win this turnover battle by two on Monday. That's certainly going to be a big reason why the Niners come out on top if they do. Uh, but you're going to have to beat the Cardinals at their own game in that one because that's kind of how they've been able to to make their money. I know they're four and six. They haven't been very good this year. We've almost written them off. I mean, we really have multiple times uh, throughout the season. They got a, a big win in a backup quarterback battle against the Rams last week. But that turnover margin, that turnover number is going to be huge in this game, especially a a game on primetime on Monday night uh, in front of 100,000 plus fans potentially in Mexico City at, at Aztec Stadium. Uh, one turnover could really change the the tenor it could really you know really affect how the game is played in the future in environments like that so uh, Niners force a turnover early they they avoid committing a turnover in the first half that could really be the difference in this game uh, but the numbers suggest that that battle might favor the Cardinals I think the other big factor on the Arizona side is DeAndre Hopkins yeah. because he has even though the team has struggled as a whole he has taken their offense to a different level. Through the first six weeks of the season, they compiled 114 points without DeAndre Hopkins, who was, of course, suspended before the season. The last four games that he's played, they've scored 116 points. Now, I know that a few of those were defensive touchdowns, I believe, against uh, the Saints. But as a team, they're yeah. averaging 29 with Nuke on the field, and they're averaging 19 with him off the field. So. He is the type of game-breaking wide receiver that the 49ers will eventually have to face down the line. And I feel like could be a good test for this secondary that, as you mentioned, has been pretty good against the pass this year, but not as good as the run. Um, I have always loved DeAndre Hopkins. I feel like at his in, in his prime, maybe he's kind of on the, on the tail end of his career at this point, but in his prime, he was number one, if not, top two wide receivers in the league when he was in Houston. I thought it was a great move at the time for the Arizona Cardinals to go and get him. But clearly uh, he is, he's being wasted this season, even if he's been able to improve their offense marginally. That's the one guy that I could see being able to hurt you uh, because he's done it so many times with so many different teams. Yeah. Uh, Hopkins has, has been phenomenal and there's a chance that they get Hollywood Brown back this week. The Cardinals opened his practice window. He was on IR after uh, hurting his his ankle in, in a game against the Seahawks about a month ago, maybe even a little bit more at this point. Um, and Hopkins has, has just been the target monster for them. The other note is that Zach Ertz went down there tight end last week. He's going to be out for a while, maybe even the rest of the regular season. Um, so without Zach Ertz, who's been soaking up a lot of targets as well, you add in, of course, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, as you were talking about, and potentially Hollywood Brown. But Rondale Moore has been much better lately. There's been so much noise from Cardinal fans and just NFL fans in general begging Cliff Kingsbury to use Rondale Moore like an actual receiver instead of this gadget guy on reverses and trick plays. And they've been doing that more. Sound familiar? <laughs> they've been doing that more recently. <laughs> yeah. And he's he's been pretty effective. Um, so keep an eye on that. But from one number one receiver to the other, Brandon Ayuk is on the verge of doing something that we haven't seen a Niners wide receiver do in a really long time. 
Ayuk has registered six or more receptions and 80 or more receiving yards in four straight games, the longest streak by a member of the Niners since 2001 when Terrell Owens did it um, back uh, between weeks 8 and 11 in 2001. If he does it again, if Ayuk does it again on Monday night, he would become just the third member of the Niners to get those numbers, six catches, 80 yards or more in five straight games. Of course, Owens in 01, the other Jerry Rice in 1994. So elite company. If Brandon IU can do that once again, I'm not quite sure he's anywhere near those two guys. Certainly isn't. I mean, it's Terrell Owens and Jerry Rice, Hall of Famers. Uh, but still, that, it just goes to show how good IU has been and, and how big his steps forward have been over the last month. No, but I, I do think it indicates that he is becoming a number one wide receiver. And, and that's at least what I argued last week that, I mean, that, that game told me, along with, of course, the previous three that you mentioned, that Ayuk has established himself as, as the go-to guy, I think, on the outside. That doesn't mean that, that someone like Debo Samuel, who's paid to be the number one wide receiver or you know hybrid wide back, can't be still explosive and make plays. But on money downs and money situations, it seems like Jimmy G has had his eye on Brandon Ayuk a bit more than other players on offense. And look, Ayuk, I, I, I think, is a fantastic route runner. He's got great feet outside of the drop touchdown. I think his, his hands maybe have gone a bit under the radar. Um, even though he dropped the touchdown, he still had a couple of catches in that game, a contested catch on third down late in the fourth quarter, a uh, contested catch in the second half that got them down to the two in which McCaffrey eventually punched it in against the Chargers. Like, he, he has made plays throughout this year. I think it's just because he doesn't really wow you. He's not a burner. He doesn't, you know, beat guys over the top. Um, he's not extremely acrobatic. He's not making uh, one-handed catches like we saw in the Bills and Vikings game, but he just gets the job done. And so even though he may not be as explosive, obviously, as, as the two guys you mentioned him being in company with potentially in Jerry Rice and Terrell Owens, he does it in a different way that's right for this team. And, who knows? I mean, Terrell Owens and Jerry Rice also played with, I think, you know, some some better quarterbacks with better arms. Um, Ayuk is forced to run the routes that he's been given. And a lot of the times that's about 10 to 15 yards from the line of scrimmage. So slants, comebacks, um, stick routes, like he 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 can run them all when what he in which he's asked to. So I, I really like what I've seen from Bennett Ayuk this year. I was a little concerned, I think, through the first five games of the season. But these last four have absolutely turned my opinion of him around as well as I think how a lot of people feel about him. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at just some of those those numbers like I'm going back to the, the 2001 T.O. season because, Boy. I mean, Ayuk has had those six catches and 80 yards, but he's literally just barely reached those numbers every yeah. game. It's been six catches like 82, 83, 81 yards like every week. You look at some of the numbers for for Terrell Owens. I mean, he had. Nine catches, 125 yards, two touchdowns, eight for 102 touchdowns, nine for 183 and three touchdowns. So, I mean, these are different caliber numbers, but still, I mean, six for 80 or more is is a really good number. And by no means are we saying that Brandon Ayuk is a future Hall of Famer on par with some of the best receivers in 49ers history. Certainly, we're not saying that. That would be foolish. Uh, but But the point is... Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo has learned to to trust 
uh, Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk has made himself available to Jimmy Garoppolo. And it's been impressive because you, you consider how this season started for these guys. Brandon Ayuk was was the one working out all offseason with Trey Lance. And he was so used to the ball out of Trey Lance's right hand. And he said, you know, there's an adjustment period once Trey Lance goes down. And now I've got to get used to Jimmy Garoppolo once again. But once he's kind of gotten back uh, in the swing of things with Jimmy Garoppolo, he's been, as you mentioned, his favorite target. Um, so you have to really applaud Ayuk and, and Garoppolo for getting that, um, you know, that chemistry back up and, and, and they can kind of understand where each other are during plays. And and Garoppolo, again, is, is trusting Ayuk once again. So, again, certainly not on the same level as those other two guys that we mentioned, but impressive nonetheless. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be getting a yellow jacket anytime soon, but who knows? He's got an entire career ahead of him. Let's get to our predictions, Mark, for this game. Uh, 49ers 5-4, and four, Arizona 4-6, four and six, Week 11 down in Mexico City. The Niners are favored by 8 points, over under 43 and a half. Uh, I'll, I'll go first. I think the Niners don't, don't blow out the Cardinals, but I think they, again, they get into the red zone, and this time they cash in. I think they put 27 points up on the board and their defense holds the Cardinals to 13 points. I think it's going to be a pretty, um, maybe a sloggy game, but one in which the Niners just continue to lean on their opponent. Um, they go up in the first half. They, they throw it a lot in the first half, I think. And then they rely on their run in the second half, as well as the defense uh, that is playing as good as any team in the NFL. I'll take the Niners 27 over the Cardinals 13. All right, I'm going to stick with my prediction I made earlier with Tyler. 27-20, 49ers come out on top. Um, I think that whoever is at quarterback for uh, for the Cardinals, whether it's Kyler Murray or Colt McCoy, they're going to have some success. I'm a little worried about the Niners' front right now with all those injuries. They stood up pretty well against the Chargers, specifically Excuse me, in that second half, not giving up a point. Um, but I'm a little worried about Nick Bosa having to play so many snaps once again. Uh, if Samson Ebukam is out, and of course, does not look like Armstead's going to play. Javon Kinlaw still on IR, so I'm a little worried about that front and, and maybe getting winded, uh, you know, in the elevation in Mexico City. Uh, so I'll, I'll say the Cardinals have a little bit more success offensively, and uh, hesitantly, I say the over hits 27-20 Niners come out on top. Yes, I believe the over will hit as well. I think it's going to be a little easier, but. We shall see. Uh, we'll be reacting to the game on Monday night. So be on the lookout for that on YouTube. Also, the episode is going to be dropping as quickly as we can get it out after the Monday night football game kicking off at 515 for Mexico City. Uh, in the meantime, we appreciate you tuning into the 415ers. And we'll see if the Niners can take care of business, try and get their first three-game win streak of the season, two games above 500, a chance maybe even to close uh, within you know, spot of the division. I know the Seahawks lost last week. We'll see if they can win again or if they fall and the Niners can get back and even for first place in the NFC West. Uh, my name is Evan Ginnings. That is Mark Grandy. We appreciate you tuning in and we'll talk to you next time.